Welcome back to the Capstone Simcast. I am your host, Holly, and I'm your co-host, Heather. Today, we wanted to present you with a few perspectives from the student. Um, We have three students with us today that are fourth and fifth semester students, and I'm going to give them an opportunity to introduce themselves. Hello, my name is Alexis. I am in fourth semester and my desired specialty is to either be a PICU nurse or a pediatric hemop nurse. Hi, my name's Stella. I'm a fifth semester nursing student from North Carolina and um, I want to work in the ICU leading up to get me into CRNA school. Hey y'all, I'm Mason, I'm from Alabama, and I'm currently working towards getting into a pediatric specialty of some sorts. That is awesome. So we wanna ask you guys um, about your viewpoint of simulation, because we are obviously on one side and y'all are a complete different side. So just to start off with, what is your view of simulation from the student perspective? Um, I think simulation is like really helpful before going into clinical, especially like when we have it at the beginning of the semester before we start clinical, only because like it most of the time you're going to see like at least one of the scenarios in the clinical setting. So it gives you an opportunity to see it beforehand and like know what to expect. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think that our view of simulation changes as we move through semesters, whereas in our um, younger semesters, like first and second, we don't have that much patient experience. Um, so it kind of builds our confidence then, whereas in our fourth and fifth semester, it um, more solidifies um, our knowledge base rather than building our confidence. So I think the view of it can change. I definitely agree. Like it kind of gives you more of a textbook world too, in a sense, like you have like unlimited options options and opportunities a lot of times like without the practice medications and things like that so you're not trying to like figure out in the real world what's going on but you can like kind of actually do what textbook nursing says and i think that's really awesome too awesome so do you feel like the simulation setting is a safe environment to make decisions make mistakes um and just kind of learn or are you still on edge in simulation it depends on the day. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it depends on the um, who's running the simulation because some instructors tell you right out the bat that um, they want you to make mistakes because they want you to learn from that, whereas some instructors made it feel like you had to be perfect and you had to make 100% on the simulation rather than using it as a building experience. Mm-hmm. I agree with both of them. There can be some good and bad experiences <laughs> in simulation. I've had two times where people in my simulation almost gave the wrong dose of medication. And it's just like, you just, it's just, it's a good that, you know, it's good that we're there with our instructors, even in the hospital that we're there with our instructors giving medications because like we're not nurses yet. So like we know those mistakes won't happen, but it's just good to catch things like that. Like, so you want to do that as a future nurse. I definitely feel sometimes it's like daunting, even though it's like a robot. Like I feel like interacting with the like real patient is like, a lot easier sometimes because they interact back and you can kind of be like, okay, we're going to have a conversation. And it's like a robot and his mouth doesn't move. And <laughs> you're just like, oh, what am I doing here? And so I think it's like kind of scary sometimes, but I do feel safe to like make mistakes. Like we had, what was it, pediatric sound last semester and a lot of our people gave like 
D5 and the kid like got really sick when he wasn't supposed to get D5. Mm-hmm. And so we were all talking about it afterwards of like how we should have listened and pay attention more. And it really helped us out afterwards being like, okay, pick up on the fine details. And I also think it's fun. Like, oh, yeah. especially like hearing your teacher like act like the person is like, it's like you try not to laugh, but it's like it's it's a it's a fun but learning experience. Especially like when the patient's supposed to be a guy <laughs> and it's definitely like a female instructor and she's like a really high pitched voice. And that goes to our you know nursing faculty demographic in that I it is heavily female. So what would you say is you mentioned that there are obstacles, how talking to a real patient is oftentimes a lot easier. So what are some of those obstacles? You've already covered how faculty, um, the voice may be different from the gender of the simulator, but what makes it such a high pressure environment for you guys? I think um, one, just wanting to be perfect in everything that you do, that can make it high pressure, but also um, a lot of the reaction times are delayed with the simulator. So that can kind of be like, what's next? Like, what am I doing next? did I do something wrong? Is there no effect? You don't know what the effect is until you wait for there to be an effect. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And too, it feels like simulation is supposed to be in like such a time constraint and like having to wait a little bit. You're like, okay, I know this medication in real life like takes forever to work, but I only have 30 minutes in here. So it should work like technically now or like the stiffness of the robot, like it, there's no like human aspect really to it. And so it kind of makes it hard to like really connect to that patient, it feels like. But overall, I do enjoy it. I don't, I don't think that takes away though from the good things mm-hmm. that simulation brings us. Um, it's just a um, obstacle of it. Yeah. So that was going to be my question is, do you feel like the time constraint hurts you at times or does it really not take away from the experience? I don't think it takes away at all. Um, I think it, I mean, I think it does take away in a certain perspective, whereas it's not in real time and you don't get to feel that flow of a shift, but that's what clinical experiences are for. Um, But I think it has benefits of building our skills and all that it can do in a shorter period of time. And then like, I feel like when we go in there, like, we're just now like getting all the orders and everything like that. Like, I feel like as a real nurse, like you already been like looked over all the orders and stuff like that. But like in that moment, like when you're in simulation, it's just like you do like everything and be like, okay, like, do I get on this next? Or and then that's when you be like, do I call the healthcare provider? It's just a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. And establishing the flow too, like you're with a group of people a lot of times. I feel like that can be hard, especially like with such a time constraint a lot of times. It's like figuring out how to work as a team and like figure out the flow and like who's gonna look up the orders and who's gonna execute what orders. And like I'll do a really good job of assigning us roles. Um, I've been in a few where like we didn't get roles and I was just like, okay, someone needs to do something else because like this is not working. Absolutely. And sometimes we throw you in there without roles to kind of see who's going to step up, who's going to be that leader. Absolutely. Um, You know, Brie, you said something that I have a question about. So you talked about um, you felt like in the real world, the nurses would have already looked at these orders. So in thinking of walking into a sim, would it be beneficial to have had the chart say a day in advance to look through and see what these orders are going to be and kind of have more time than just walking into the room? Would that be beneficial 
for you? I say yes, like having like just like maybe just not even like labs and everything, but just like a small chart of like the orders. Only because like so like I know for instance like a lot of time like last semester like y'all asked um like why are you giving me this medication <laughs> and like we'll just be like uh blood pressure <laughs> like, no like you know and then it give us a chance like look up the meds and everything like that because like it's like we not saying like it's a bad like I feel like the sign the time for a simulation is good but like you know within our time we want to like use it to you know execute mm -hmm. all the other things. Maybe not even like a day in advance, maybe like right before you go in or something like that. Like if as roles are being passed out, I mean like who's ever gonna be like the charge nurse or whatever has like the roles or like the list of orders okay. or medications. So maybe including it in the pre-brief. Yeah. Because awesome. like we get the case scenarios mm -hmm. and like those help a lot, like kind of prep yourself going in. Mm -hmm and what to expect and so you can kind of like picture what idea of orders you would need but like a lot of times you get in there and you're like mm, i don't really see what i need or what i think would be best for this patient mm -hmm. awesome um so you talked about this a little bit already but you know y'all are towards the end of your program so how has your view of simulation changed throughout this program from walking in the first semester having never seen a simulation room to what you can accomplish now. How has your view changed? I think that, um, so I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier, but um, like my first and second semester, I use simulation as a way to kind of learn how to talk to a patient, learn how to make a bed, how to give a bath, um, just your basic patient care skills. Um, and then as I went throughout the nursing program, I feel like a lot of people end up getting like patient care tech job jobs after they've been through fundamentals. And so they already have a firm foundation in that. So in our fourth and fifth semester, it's more about deciding between the um, our choices of orders, which one would be most beneficial in that situation with the present symptoms, um, choosing between two different meds and which one would be better based off certain lab values. And I feel like we focus more on that in fourth and fifth semester in our um, critical thinking skills and um, yeah, just building our knowledge base rather than our confidence. Mm -hmm. I can definitely like bounce off of that and say like as I've gone through different simulations, I'm not as scared anymore. Like I came in the first two and I was like terrified um, because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to break this robot in half or get ink on them. And we haven't done that yet. And <laughs> so that's something that I'm super excited about. And I don't know, you get that human like connection in a sense where you're like, talking to someone and kind of getting an expectation of what it's going to be like, but then you're also learning that pathophys and like how everything can work in, in such a time constraint where it's like everything's sped up and you can see it all, like you get the whole story instead of getting portions of it like you did before. Absolutely. I feel like I'm way more comfortable than I was like in the first few semesters. However, like I still do get kind of nervous going in because it's like, you know, like this is like simulation. But like I feel like it built like each semester like builds upon each other. So like of course like after first semester, second semester simulation, like I was nervous because I only knew like uh like I only knew like assessment assessment stuff. I didn't know nursing actions. I didn't know how to apply any equipment or because there was fundamentals in second semester. And after second semester and third semester, I knew how to work the equipment. You know, start IV all that, but I didn't know what nursing action was the priority. Like which we learn more in adult health. And now, as I'm in fourth semester, I can, like, I know, like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do first. These are the, this is the equipment I'm supposed to use, and I know my patho and what manifestation I'm supposed to be looking mm -hmm. for. So I feel like each semester just 
continuously builds as your knowledge grows in your classes. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And just for our listeners that aren't familiar with how our program is um, kind of formatted, um, our nursing students are first through fifth semester. So um, two of our students are about to graduate and then our third student is getting ready to enter into that last semester. So this is a great perspective on how you've kind of built your um, time and simulation. Um, so what are, I guess, some of the most awkward situations that you have encountered in uh, simulation? I know that we've talked about how it's awkward to talk to a robot instead of an actual patient. So what would be kind of an awkward situation that you have encountered in the simulation setting? Um, so I also am fortunate enough to be part of a research team that has run a simulation um, and to be behind the mannequin and do the speaking of one of the mannequins through simulation. I think the most awkward part is, yes, with that delay, it is a barrier. And um Having said something, but then the nurse having already answered it by the time you at, it comes through the mannequin's mouth, um, which can be awkward, but it's just a funny little thing that the nurses tended to shrug off later on. I would say mine was during my OB simulation. Um, we had to like check dilation and everything like that, and like the instructor thought she had paused the like the mannequin, and the mannequin wasn't paused, so we all got different dilation centimeters and we looked down and the baby was crowning as we were checking and we're like oh okay so we sat down and like delivered a baby while we were learning so that is i guess one of the um the drawbacks is technology is great and it only works when you know as well as we do but um so mason as a male um, how was the OB scenario for you? Did you have an opportunity to see a, a birth once you got in the hospital? Um, and if you did, did simulation kind of prepare you for that? Or did you not have that experience? The only birth I got to see was in like a C-section. Um, for males, it's kind of hard to get into the patient room for labor and delivery because most women prefer having a woman provider. And so I only got to see like a vaginal birth during simulation, which was a great experience because I had never seen one before and didn't know what the process was really going to be like, um, only seeing a C-section. So it was something I was grateful for. Awesome. I will say that's kind of interesting that, you know, typically the patients don't want the male student nurses. And that is typical across the board for most instructors that I've talked to. But surprisingly enough, most of your OBGYNs are male. Mm-hmm. So um I don't, I'm not sure where, why there's such a disconnect there, mm-hmm. but it does exist. I don't know, Sim supplemented, and so it worked for me. <laughs> little research idea for someone who wants to pursue it. <laughs> there you go, absolutely. Um, so have you ever applied what you learned in simulation to the clinical setting? And if so, can you share that story with us? So I did, um, going back to the OB scenario with measuring dilation, I was fortunate enough to go into multiple female patients' rooms and do the hands-on and help with the birthing experience, which uh, was terrifying, but super fun to be a part of, um, and I'm grateful. But as far as like a um, sterile pelvic exam, 
they talk about it in class and they talk about checking dilation, but you don't really know what it feels like until you feel it. Um, and feeling the lip where you're supposed to measure. Um, so I definitely got to experience that in simulation first. And then when I went through those clinicals, I was able to actually do it on a person and know what I was feeling and have the correct measurement in mind. And um, I thought that was super valuable. Um, I know uh, like a recent example, like I just finished doing my pediatric uh, clinicals and we had pediatric sim before that. And we had asthma as our first sim, and then ended up going like the children's and had like asthma patients. So like it was really helpful to see that like beforehand, and like so I knew like what sounds like am I listening for? What medications should I expect for them to be on? Stuff like that. Great. Um, so I've heard a lot about um, good experiences, but I've also heard a good bit about um, how you know, maybe depending upon the instructor or the group of people that you're with makes a difference. So in thinking about all the experiences you've had, what are some things or changes that could be made that would have made that experience um, more enjoyable or um, a better learning opportunity? Um, I feel like it depends. Um, I like the two different styles that I have seen where they guide you through the simulation and then also where you're autonomous. And I feel like it would make the experience better if you could kind of combine the two where they're not leading you through every single step before you get there, but they allow you to be autonomous. Um, and if you get stuck, they kind of push you in the right direction. Yeah, I would agree. I feel like sometimes going in as a student, you feel like this is just like going in for a grade. And so you want to get every point possible. And so having some kind of way you can go in where you're autonomous and it's a, you feel comfortable making the mistakes and like knowing it's okay like there's not going to be any repercussions from it I think that would be beneficial so did you feel like when you were going in the sim like that it was a safe learning environment I think this kind of goes back to what we talked about but did you feel like there were going to be repercussions for doing it wrong no I kind of felt like it was going to be like if I didn't get a hundred for the simulation, I'd get like a 90 or something like that if I like made mistakes. I agree. I, and I think they don't quite um, outline to us how they're going to grade us, grade us based off the simulation. And it might be helpful if they let us know ahead of time, like, hey, don't worry. You're not going to get points off for giving the wrong medication yeah. or starting the IV wrong or missing the IV. Um, just go in and we're going to walk you through it and it does, it's not going to affect your point values. I feel like that would be beneficial for the student to know before going in. And I also think like, um, like when it comes to like the scenarios, I think like maybe even like this is for like the adults and the kids, like adding like family members in the room, like a different type of situation, like something that we're used to seeing in the hospital. Mm -hmm. I think it might be cool too. Um, whereas like in a, I know staff is limited, but um, in a simulation where the one faculty you see is the one voicing the mannequin and also giving you report and walking you through it, but it, it might be cool to have different a different faculty give you report versus being the voice of the mannequin or being the family member, um, just having different people in there, multiple faculty. I think that would be cool. And utilizing different spaces too. Like I know we have the home health room 
and we have like the pediatric sim room and delivery room and stuff like that like i think it would be cool to get out of the same standard rooms every once in a while maybe and like break it up like we have all the beds in the hall like have a triage or er or something all great suggestions um so i want to kind of segue to the conclusion of our podcast but I was wondering if you would share your absolute favorite simulation experience if one just stuck out uh, stuck out to you. So mine has to be the peed simulation. Um, I just, it was, the kid had just got diabetes and um, I think that the faculty who was voicing the mannequin um, just completely took me by surprise with some of the comments that she was saying. And I think that's valuable because with kids, you never know what they're going to say. And um, I kind of, I asked him if he had ever had his finger stuck before. And he kind of went back and was like, yeah, my mom had diabetes and she had to stick her finger um, to get her blood sugar, but she died. Am I going to die? And it was just a very off the wall comment that I was not expecting and lost it um, and started laughing, which you would not want to do in a patient's room. So it's valuable to kind of get myself back together. Um, but then he also had another comment where um, I was going to take my stethoscope and listen to his lungs. And I was trying to ask him if it was OK um, if I were to, you know, take this cold piece of metal that he's never seen before and put it on his chest. And um, then he proceeds to tell me that um, his sister told him not to let adults touch him without his permission. And I, that was another off the wall comment that I was not expecting. And I think those just stuck with me because it does bring that real life situation um, to the simulation, but was also super funny at the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it reminds you to kind of think about the development stage of your patient, because the things that you would say to a pediatric patient aren't necessarily what you would say to your adult patient. So that's a great example. Um, I would probably have to say um, I've enjoyed peace clinical suit. I mean, peace simulation, but probably my favorite one was the second uh, adult health uh, simulation. Only because like I feel like the first one, like because we worked with the same people each simulation, but I feel like the first one we were all just like, what do we do next? Like you know, I'm confused. Like it's the time to call the healthcare provider. Have I done enough? But then when we got to the second one, like we just knew the flow. Like we was like, okay, you do this, you do this, I'm gonna do this, do this, and like we just knew like. It, I just we just felt more comfortable as a team. I have two that I remember like really well, like the mock code. I I really enjoyed that one because I love adrenaline. And then I was like, mm, I don't really want to do chest compression, so I'm gonna stand back here and write. I was like, I'm not feeling sweating today because <laughs> I had blue jeans up on under my scrubs, and I was like, yeah, we're not. So and I really just it was a busy day, so I was just like, I'm gonna write. And so it was, that was memorable because I was like, what are we doing? And everyone's like running around. And then I had another patient who like was heading towards the light and simulation. And they were like, Susie, is that you? Like, I see the light. And I'm like, what? Stay with me. Like, Come on. We gotta do, do better. And I'm like, over here pushing all these drugs. And he's just going circling the drain. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> It's like, where's the crash card? So I wanted to figure out how to work the AED and the defibrillator thing. I was like, y'all, we gotta do this. I will say that as the instructors, you know, sometimes our off the wall comments for peds, you know, it's because that's how a kid's going to think you're touching me, but I'm, you're not supposed to unless I tell you. And that's what we teach kids. So sometimes your off the wall comments are really something you're going to encounter. 
And sometimes it may be to trigger that you're not headed the direction I want you to. So if we're seeing the light, that means maybe there's something else you need to be doing to pull mm-hmm. us away from the light. Um, and sometimes <laughs> it's, um, you know, as in short, we have fun with simulation sometimes and it, not to be mean or not to be cruel, but, you know, to also help loosen up the students. Sometimes the comments come off just to kind of let the students laugh for a second and to calm down and realize, okay, this is not real. This is a learning environment. So, um, yeah, yeah, I love that story. <laughs> Our job as the faculty are to keep you on track and, but to also cue you in making sure that we meet the objectives of the simulation. So if we are trying to get you to do something and you're not quite going that direction, we may have, for most of our simulations, we follow um, the NLN template and that template provides cues or we, we write out cues. If the student hasn't done X, Y, and Z, say this. And so it's supposed to trigger you to kind of do that. Um, but like you said, sometimes we have to improvise and just go with it because every student is different and every group is different. And as y'all have all um, kind of shared, you have had tons of experiences in simulation and not one of them has really been the same. Um, so that's a great thing that your experience has been kind of tailored to you. But, you know, we do have to kind of make sure that everybody gets that same a learning experience. I, I was just going to say that um, I think that keeping it fun, I think that going back to what can make it better, I think those have been my most memorable and um, the simulations that I've learned the most from. So just keeping it fun and lighthearted like that, kudos to y'all that y'all have done a great job with that. And, and I can tell like that y'all like try to like throw stuff at us to see like what are y'all going to say like when I had Pete's uh, sim last week. Uh, my patient, he had like a frog, but he caught froggy on his bed. And he was like, and I was asking, was he okay? And she was like, tell me a story. And I was like, okay. So I just like told Princess and the frogs. I was because he had the frog on the bed. So it was just like, I wasn't expect like I wasn't expecting to be asked to tell a story. So like, I okay. guess like to like just knowing that certain things are going to be thrown at you in mm-hmm. real life scenarios. Simulation is fun. I love simulation because. There's so much that you can do and mm-hmm. you see those light bulb moments for students when you start you start in the very first semester when you come in and you orient to the simulation center and then you progress. And we've watched all of you guys kind of progress through the through the program. And I think that's why we wanted to get your perspective and just let others see that, hey, simulation is fun and it is a learning experience, but you know. You're, you're forming um, that nursing judgment and you're forming that, um, mm-hmm. your clinical expertise. Absolutely. And Stella's had a very unique experience as she has been on both sides of SIM. She has both been the student in simulation and she has participated in research. So she has been on the opposite side, voicing and running. So Stella, do you have a favorite? I like voicing the mannequin. It's just fun. It's always fun to pretend to be someone that you're not. Um, and, I, and I also was in a room where I could see what was happening in my pediatric room with um, 
Hal, the kid that I was voicing, as well as another one of our team members was the mom. So whenever there wasn't someone in the room, I would cut up and just make jokes through the mannequin to her and make her laugh. And then I also, on the other side of the room that I was in, I could see our stroke patient, um, who was also a real life person that we were utilizing the simulation. I would make jokes to her whenever the nurse wasn't in the room. But then when the nurses came in, it was just so cool to see how they interacted in both sides and both scenarios right next to each other coming out of one room right into another so um i think that's just been my favorite just like i said before pretending to be someone you're not and mm-hmm. shocking others like y'all like to do <laughs> maybe there's the next idea is we put the faculty in the sim room and let the students, students run it yeah and see what happens there there's there's our next research that study would be so right cool. <laughs> it would be it would be like the mental health simulation yeah. room. Well, we thank all of you for coming, and we know that you're all super busy with preceptorships and clinicals, but you took the time out of your day to come talk to us and to share your experiences in SIM. Um, We thank our listeners for joining us, and we hope that you will join us next time. Roll Tide!